0: A'udhu billahi minash-shaytanir-rajeem bismillahir-rahmanir-rahim alhamdulillahir-rabbil-alamin was-salatu was-salamu ala rasulih sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi dhuriyatihi wa ahli baitihi man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmid-deeni wa sallama tasliman katheeran katheeran amma ba'd Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, by his fadl has allowed us to reach uh, this night of Ramadan, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala accept from us its prayer, Allah Ta'ala accept from us its dua, Allah Ta'ala accept from us its fasting, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala accept from, uh, from us our uh, pleas for forgiveness and our pleas for a better tomorrow. There are not many more days like this left in Ramadan anymore. Uh, uh, there are not many more days left like it in Ramadan anymore. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala uh, give us the tawfiq to uh, to make the most of it. And these last days of the second Ashara of Ramadan, the Ashara in which there is forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, These this Ashara inshallah do not let it pass by without getting your share of Allah ta'ala's forgiveness. Forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa, uh, forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not only something that will save you from the hellfire, even if it was, that would have been enough for all of us. But forgiveness is something that opens up a risk for a person, the person whose sins have been blocking their provision from coming, the person whose sins have been blocking their progress, both in this world and the hereafter, the person their sins have been blocking their, their relations with other people, their sins that have been blocking their needs being fulfilled. Forgiveness is a way to get through them. There's there are sins that have been causing them physical sickness and physical illness. Forgiveness is a is a cure for those for those things, both in the maladies that ail the the body, as well as the heart and the the, the, the soul. Allah subhanahu wa taala give, uh, all of us so much tawfiq. Please continue also to make du'a, not only for our beloved ones who are sick that we mentioned yesterday. But uh, uh, for everyone who's sick in the Ummah of the Prophet wasallam, whatever illness they have. And make dua for the Ummah. We mentioned yesterday about dard, about feeling the pain uh, uh, that the, the, the ones that Allah loves feels. So feel that pain uh, a little bit in these nights. And make dua that Allah Ta'ala raises in this Ummah, uh, you know, a people who are endowed with wisdom and with strength and with righteousness. That can stand and steer its course uh, back to something that is more pleasing to Allah Ta'ala and protect the weak and protect the, 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 the defenseless of this ummah from the, the predators and the wolves that, that wish to prey on the flock of the Prophet Alaihi Wasallam So today we read the hikaya of the friendship between a frog and a mouse Once on the bank of a river there lived a frog and a mouse A very close friendship developed between the two of them This friendship grew until it became a relationship of love The mutual arrangement, they used to meet each other daily in the morning and would converse with each other for a very long time. These meetings made both of them very happy. They used to tell stories to each other and listen to each other's tales. They even told each other their secrets and considered each other alone as the holder of their secrets. When they met, they even remembered and related uh, the happenings of several years ago to each other. Mulana Rumi uh, says the verse, which is then translated, The excitement of eloquence and conversation from the heart is a sign of love. And when there's a termination of eloquence, it is a sign of lack of love. How can that heart which has seen its loved one ever remain stern and cross? And when the nightingale has seen a flower, how can it ever have remained silent? When a lover sits in the company of a lover, thousands of stories are remembered by the heart. The preserved tablet, Allah al Mahfud, is the forehead of a beloved, which exposes the secret of the worlds to the lover. The guide of the path of guidance, Sayyidina Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alaihi has said, My companions are like the stars in providing guidance. The explanation Mulana Rumi gives, uh, 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 the explanation, sorry, that Mulana Hakim Akhtar, may Allah ta'ala have mercy on him and fill his grave with light. The explanation that he gives to these verses is that Mulana Rumi's objective in mentioning these uh, verses is to indicate that just as love and friendship between two worldly lovers becomes a, mean toward their, a means toward exposing their love secrets to one another. Likewise, the love between the lovers for the sake of Allah and their meeting with each other becomes the exposition of true love. Hence, where Allah is the object of love, in the case where the disciple has love for his sheikh, this relationship guides them toward the truth. Thus, when a disciple sits in the company of his sheikh, much unknown knowledge becomes known to him. From the heart of the sheikh. blessings and knowledge, which he could not experience up to that time, become reflected onto him. This is the experience every day and night of the seekers in the path. The words in the couplet, the forehead of the Beloved being the preserved tablet, or the Loh mahfuz Molana meant by this. The, the disciple, through meeting his sheikh uh, and being in his company, acquires wonderful forms of knowledge his heart becomes healed of various illnesses and in his contact with allah there's definite increase and in progress meaning what the Loh mahfuz is here being used as a literary metaphor for uh for 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 the knowledge of all things and when you see the when the lover sees the forehead of the beloved it's as if all of that all of that thing is like the metaphor of 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 of, of knowledge of all things is in the mirror Glance of of the uh, uh you know the glance of the forehead of the beloved. Now uh, uh lest somebody think this is some sort of rhetorical uh, flourish of the Persian language, although uh, undoubtedly it's very eloquent and it's original. Um, this is not a rhetorical flourish, nor is it hyperbole, uh, nor is it an exaggeration. Rather, this is the Deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, uh, and so we mention this in the in the. The, both the, the remedial tasawwuf course as well as in the aqidah course That the highest maqam or the highest station that anyone could have In this ummah after uh, the station of its prophet May Allah ta'ala have peace and, send peace and blessings upon him Is what? It's the maqam al-suhbah of having been a companion of the messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And the maqam al was was garnered uh, by those fortunate and, and, and uh, lucky souls uh, who were befriended by the destiny of Allah Ta'ala that they became uh, the companions not through their prayers even though their prayers were better than ours nor through their sadaqah even though their sadaqah was greater than ours uh, nor through their mujahadat and their struggles even though their struggles were harsher and more bitter than ours uh, rather it was through what? it was through uh, something that was acquired by rasulullah sallallahu seeing him and him seeing them uh, as if the knowledge of the lawful mahfuz was written on his mubarak forehead sallallahu alaihi wasallam so which person would be a fool to pr- prefer the the wealth of of this material world over uh, having been able to see that Mubarak face just for one instant. Uh, in just that one instant, the knowledge of so many things would have opened up for such a person. This knowledge is what this is what this means that even the least of the companions of the Messenger Allah sallallahu alayhi wa holds a higher rank with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the Imam Mahdi. Uh, السلام, uh, even though his rank is something that uh, is vaunted and is coveted by the Hearts of the ummah. Uh, so, but however, this this uh, saying of Mulana is not a is not a hyperbole or a, a, an exaggeration. Rather, it is the deen. And uh, lest a person think that, well, you know, your sheikh is not a prophet. Of course, the sheikh is not a prophet. If he claims he is, write me an email, and I'll be the first one to write takfir of him. Uh, but the idea is, this is that there's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that indicates that this thing transmits uh, uh, um, transmits through generations that Rasulullah ﷺ said that there will be armies that will be given victory because amongst them is a Prophet of Allah. And there will be armies uh, that will be given victory by Allah because amongst them is someone who met a Prophet of Allah. And there will be armies that will be given victory because amongst them there is someone who met somebody who met a Prophet of Allah. And this hadith doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that it's limited to three generations. Rather, it means that this effect propagates. Otherwise, uh, Rasulullah wouldn't have to say the, you know, the, 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 the repeat that same cycle ad infinitum. Rather, the person who is going to understand has understood. That that effect, it still propagates through, albeit in a more and more diluted form, the further and further you go from the source of that effect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a great ocean of Allah ta'ala's Fadl of His grace. It is a great mighty river of His grace. It's a great ocean from which, uh, uh, you know, our 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 elders they drank, shurbalhim, like the thirsty camel, uh, uh, after days of 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 dehydration, uh, drinks with without any abandon or with great abandon, I should say, they drank from it. But at the same time, this is a great ocean. If even a small droplet of it should spray up and hit us, our entire dunya and our entire akhira will be made. And that's how the Fadl of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is, and He gives whoever He wills, and He's the Akramul Akramin. So we ask Him in this Mubarak night to give us from His Fadl, uh, uh, the 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 gift of, of 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 the, of the the generous and the noble, uh, and and even if we get one drop, it's more than, than what we deserve, and it's more than what we need to make our dunya and our akhirah. Mulana Hakim Akhtar continues, says thereafter, Mulana Rumi draws attention to another fact. That the stars are the guiding lines on this earth, for as long as one does not kick up dust and make the air polluted, uh, but if the air between oneself and the stars is polluted with dust, then one is unable to find guidance in the stars. Similarly, if one sits in the company of the awliya of Allah, one should sit quietly awaiting their instructions and listening attentively to their teachings one should not kick up dust by becoming involved with arguments unnecessary conversation objection or rejection because through these arguments and objections the heart of the sheikh will be disturbed and uh, the the benefit will, will will be obstructed between the sheikh and the disciple this does not mean that a person should not talk at all in the presence of the sheikh as this action will also cause, uh, 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 the, uh, the 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 stopping of blessings it must be remembered that the sheikh does not have knowledge of all the needs of his disciples hence the disciple should inform the sheikh of his inner condition and of his spiritual state and experiences the disciple should remain silent and refrain from unnecessary talk arguments and objections Malana Hakim Akhtar uh, quotes a, a, a verse when one has drunk the love of Allah from a sheikh then even if he is dumb He will be uh, uh, filled with the eloquence of speech Here dumb meaning mute not, not not stupid When one has drunk from the love of Allah The love of Allah from a sheikh, Then even if he is mute He will be filled with the eloquence of speech This means that through the company of the saintly ones When the love for Allah is created in the heart Then even the uneducated and illiterate ones Will be able to expound great lessons of guidance In such a regard we may refer to Hazrat Haji Imdadullah, al-Muhajir al-Makki, who studied only uh, up to Kafiyah. The Kafiyah is f- taught in the fourth year of the Darsh Nizami, out of the original 12-year syllabus. That he only had studied up to the Kafiyah, which by the way, mashallah, is more than most people know. So, uh, uh, you know, just keep that in perspective. He studied only up to ka- the Kafiyah, yet later he became the Sheikh of numerous ulama, scholars of hadith and tafsir. Uh, Mulana Hakim Akhtar quotes uh, uh, poetry that when the Nabi Dawood alayhi drank the drink of love through his lips, he learned hundreds of beautiful hymns and praise that he sang to the Lord. So much so that all the birds uh, left aside their chirping noise and proceeded to listen to his voice and accompany him. So the story of the frog and the mouse continues. <laughs> By the way, before we continue with the story uh, on this topic, this is really important. That if you want to benefit from the spiritual state of of your sheikh, um, then please don't uh, you know view your relationship with the sheikh as being like I'm gonna skip the bayan or I'm gonna skip the dars or I'm gonna skip the zikr. But when sheikh comes to town, I'm gonna you know go to all the dinners. And if I don't get invited to a dinner or whatever, then oh, the sheikh doesn't love me. Um, The ones who are closest to the Shaykh spiritually are not the ones who, you know, have coffee, make conversation, crack jokes or shoot the breeze with the Shaykh. Those are the people who have the greatest hijab between them and him. I say the greatest hijab because maybe another uh, student or disciple is far away from the Shaykh and doesn't interact with him. And they're cognizant of their distance. And because of that, they cherish the little that they get in terms of a letter or uh, nowadays an email or a bayan or a dars. Uh, um, whereas the person who is close to the sheikh and thinks that they have closeness, they have closeness in proximity to him physically, but spiritually they've closed the, the window of their heart uh, to letting the light in. That light which comes through sitting and making zikr, through following instructions and through uh, uh, learning, uh, not through uh, uh, you know the type of human... Uh, 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 the type of human intimacy that, that that we have with our close friends if the sheikh wanted friends he has his own friends and you also have your own friends, that's not what your relationship is the story continues one day the mouse told the frog you are swimming around in water while I am here on the dry earth, I suffer the pangs of sorrow over being parted from you I come to the edge of the water to call you but while you are in the water even the voice of a lover cannot be heard I am not happy with just meeting and talking to you for a short while. Malana Hakim Akhtar, uh, 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 he uh, interjects that the Salat has been made obligatory five times a day, but the true lovers of Allah Ta'ala enjoy communion with Allah Ta'ala through their Nafal prayers. To be, called from the time, uh, to be called from time to time for meeting a beloved is not for lovers. The soul of true lovers remain thirsty at all times to be called for a meeting with a beloved is not for the fish for they will find no rest without the water the heart of the lover is nothing without the beloved there is between them no remover or removed and this is uh, you know something beautiful to you know listen to thee, the words and the expressions of uh, of our, our elders and our Mashaif and our great ones that uh, you know sometimes when it comes to salat all we can think about is like a sunday school teacher yelling at us or our parents yelling at us uh, and you know who would want to who would be excited to go to that salat but when you think about the salat that allah ta'ala it's his uh, it's his calling you and selecting you from amongst his creation uh to 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 speak with him and that he can speak with you and that he can tell you to ask for what you want so that he can grant it to you then who wouldn't want to do that who wouldn't want to do that this salat is a very great thing the sahaba radhiyallahu rasulullah sallallahu alaihi taught them how to use it to ask from Allah what they want and to fulfill all of their needs and Allah fulfilled their needs and gave them much more in return uh, not just the sahaba radhiyallahu anhum every generation there are still people in this ummah who know how to have their needs fulfilled through the salat uh, if we would just keep company with them and uh, and and learn from them so that we could know what they know as well Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala give us uh, give us uh, from his from his forgiveness because of our love of those people Maulana Hakim Akhtar continues Maulana's object in mentioning these couplets is a reference to the hadith which says that meeting each other with intervals of a day increases the love for each other However, true lovers are exempted from this statement as, Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu reports, I used to make obligatory upon myself in the company uh, uh, of Rasulullah uh, at all times. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not prohibit it, which means he considered it permissible. Hence, the first statement is a general one, while the latter is for the special friends. The first statement was made by the Messenger of Allah at a time when Rasulullah asked Abu Huraira, O Abu Huraira, where were you yesterday? He replied yesterday I went to visit some relatives. Then the Messenger of Allah said Meeting after a day breaks uh, in between uh, 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 meeting after a day's break in between will increase love. There seems to be a contradiction between the two statements. However, this is not so. Reconciliation between the two statements is this. To make someone's company compulsory at all times, as Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu did, refers to those situations where the contact and love is very strong. The other situation of meeting at specific times refers to those situations where the contact of love is not that strong. He quotes a verse, For a lover, the parting even for a moment is like a year's parting, and the meeting lasting a whole year is a mere imagination, meaning it seems like a moment. Molana further explains that the people of this world have a good understanding of worldly love. But with regards to divine love which is granted to the prophets and the awliya of Allah, they do not understand. That is because they are caught up behind the curtain of this world's external comforts and are deprived of the grace of Allah's love, which annihilates the needs of the self. Hence, only those who annihilate themselves gain this blessing. It is not attained through reason alone. He quotes the verses if the through reason, the perception of Allah's love was possible, then what would ha- we have use of spiritual strivings? In spite of the great mercy of having Allah, the master of reason, why the command, oppose yourself and overpower your desires? It is through these strenuous spiritual exercises that self the self becomes overpowered and annihilated. The knowledge of Allah is dependent on this. Molana Sayyid Suleyman Nadwi asked Hazrat Molana Tanwi ta'ala, Hazrat Sheikh what is the meaning of being a faqir of being uh, in need of Allah Ta'ala of being a, a poor for what Allah has Hazrat Tanwi Ta'ala replied it means annihil- annihilating yourself He asked him what does it mean to be a, a, a faqir to be a, an aspirant to this path who shows his poverty in front of Allah Hazrat Tanwi said it means annihilating yourself The story continues. The mouse then said to the frog, O frog, beloved, without seeing your face at all times, I cannot find peace. By day the sight of you is my life, and by night the thought of you is my consolation and sleep. It will be a great favor on your part if you will permit me the pleasure and opportunity of meeting you at all times. He then quotes the, the verses. It will be great generosity on your part if you will cause me the delight of remembering me at all times with your love. You are unconcerned with my sorrows, O my Amir. Kindly grant me your kindness and please me with your company. Now Mulana returns to the object of the story, which is to return to Allah. O Allah, this indigent one without manners is most unsuited, but your grace is all over, more higher and more supreme. O Allah, your general grace does not search for credentials or ability. And the sun of your generosity even has effect on impurities. Meaning what? Like you know, this, they say the sunlight is the best disinfectant. That the sunlight of Allah Taala's grace, it, it will, it will, it will even remove impurities from 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 the creation. The sun has warmed the belly of the earth, which warmth has pulled impurities into its mist. Those impurities have become part of the earth and created plants. And in this this manner, Allah wipes out sins. If such is the robe of honor given to the evil ones, how much more honorable will be the gift to the righteous. For his special bondsman, Allah prepares what no eye has seen, and no tongue or language can ever describe. Who are we? You kindly explain who we are. O my beloved, enlighten my day with beautiful morals. Mulana Hakim Akhtar then continues with the explanation that Molana has described Allah's wonderful action by saying, O Allah, when out of your kindness the rays of the sun fall upon the earth, it enlightens it. And when it falls upon impurities like dung, it dries the solid part and converts it to fuel, which light the furnace. Another portion, the liquid part, sinks into the earth, providing fertilizers from which the plants and fragrant flowers grow. The heat of the sun warms the earth and makes it absorb the liquid impurities. O oh Allah, impurities too are not deprived of your bounty. What will your generosity toward the righteous servants of Allah and the lovers of you be then? You will grant such bounties which neither the eyes have seen nor the ears have heard, nor has it passed through the minds of men, as is said in the hadith of the Messenger of Allah, I have prepared for my righteous servants what no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor has passed through the minds of men. Thereafter, Molana says, When somebody is inspired with the knowledge from the unseen, it is a sure sign that from Allah's side there is a special glance of generosity uh, and grace upon him. Molana describes it in this way, When on the banks of a river you notice greenery, then from far off you can be certain that there is water in this place. Allah says, The faces of the messengers' companions are covered, with a veneer of light from their hearts. And this light is an indication of much ibadah and istighfar, of worship and seeking forgiveness from Allah. He then in another couplet mentions another example with regards to that greenery of the meadows which denotes the fact that rain has has fallen. If by night rain fell while you were asleep and unaware of it having fallen, then in the morning if you see the garden luxuriant and fresh, you should understand that last night the rain fell, Every beautiful garden's freshness is an indication of rain having fallen. The rain being what? The rain being also the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the fadl of Allah ta'ala, which we constantly seek. The story continues. The mouse told the frog, Brother, I am a creature living on dry land and you are living in the water. I am unable to enter the water, but you are able to come to the dry land. But how will you be able to know inside the water that I have a desire to meet you? For quite a time, they discussed the problem and consulted with one another. Finally, the mouse put forward a suggestion that one end of a piece of string, uh, uh, one end of a piece of string, the frog should tie to its leg and the other end to the foot of the mouse. Thus, when the mouse has a desire to meet the frog, he will pull the string. In the water, the frog will feel the pulling of the string and thus will come back to the bank of the river. In this way, they will be able to uh, meet each other again and again. The frog considered the mouse's suggestion to be a bad one and said to himself this evil minded one wishes to tie me up it is no surprise if a blind one falls into a well uh, surprising when a seeing one falls into it so it is no surprise if a blind one falls into a well but it is surprising when the sighted one falls into it in spite of disliking the mouse's suggestion the frog found an inclination within himself to accede to the request When the person's desire overpowers his reason, it becomes the beginning of that person's downfall. Molana then proceeded to relate the story of the destruction of the frog. The two of them, by pulling the string, were able to enjoy the ecstasy of meeting one another repeatedly. Then one day, the result of this bad company became a reality. A vulture came along and carried the mouse off in its claw. As the vulture flew off with the mouse, he also lifted the frog out of the water where up until now he was safe and comfortable because the other end was tied to the frog's leg. What happened to the mouse also happened to the frog. The vulture killed both of them and ate them. If the frog had remained in the water and not formed a friendship with the mouse, who was going to be a source of evil one day, then nothing would have happened to him and he would have remained safe. Lesson. Molana Hakim Akhtar says that in this story, Molana has drawn our attention to the harm of bad company. It is a good story with a powerful moral lesson. In the story we see that the soul, the self, and shaitan, the nafs ammara is the evil mouse. The soul is the frog, uh, 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 the, the spirit is the frog which lives in the water of Allah's nearness, uh, which is the, its proper place. And the vulture represents shaitan or the devil. And this is part of the, the motif of, of, um, of the Masnavi and per, perhaps also Persian poetry. That the 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 metaphor of the the nafs mutma'inna, the the nafs that is completely uh, at ease in the 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 remembrance of Allah Taala, is like the fish, and the remembrance of Allah Taala is like the, the water, like the ocean, and so here the the frog is 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 like that fish that it lives inside of the water. Uh, it is the, the 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 good part of a person's spirit. And the mouse is like the nafs, like the part of the spirit that pulls a person toward uh, the dry land, away from the zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and uh, 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 you know, to the more base desires. And the two of them are are connected with each other. And the frog makes the mistake of what of of tightening and deepening that connection too much. And the the metaphor of the vulture is what is the shaitan. Uh, That the nafs, the lower self, in order to satisfy its desires, tries to engage the soul in evil doings and endeavors to tie it with a string. Where the soul obeys the desires of the self and makes contact with the self, then shaitan will pull it along wherever it wishes. In this way, the soul is also humiliated because of its contact with the self. Hence, uh, when the shaitan will go to hell, the nafs uh, uh, which was in its claws will also go to hell, accompanied by the soul as well, which had befriended the self in its evil. May Allah grant us the ability to learn a lesson from this story, and may He grant us protection from against the self and shaitan in the following manner that no matter what pleasure from sins the self places in front of us, do not turn your attention to those sins. Consider the nafs to be a very big enemy, it is even a bigger enemy than Iblis. The second is the whispering of Shaytan will come to you and continue to recite la hawla wa la illa billah that there is no power nor no force nor power except for in Allah and the further explanation from this is what that la hawla means that there is no power uh, uh, to uh, stay away from sin and la quwwata means that there is no uh, uh, power to uh, uh, stay firm on obedience uh, and both of them, there's ne- neither of them exa- exist except for through Allah Live in the shadow and company of, of, of the awliya of Allah uh, of, of the saintly people And this is not just like, you know, the awliya like in storybooks But find the pious people, uh, 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 the mashayikh and the people who carry this state with them And this knowledge with them, and live in their shadow And if you can't find them within like a two block radius of your house Then it's your job to go further and look for them Uh, rather than expecting everything to be like packaged and sent to you by Amazon.com or available at Walmart. live in the shadow and company of uh, uh, the awliya of Allah and derive benefit from uh, 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 their knowledge and instructions. Remember that shaitan's control only comes when our soul makes a mutual agreement with the nafs. uh uh, with the lower with the with its lower inclinations for this reason it is of the utmost importance for us to oppose the accursed uh nafs or lower lower uh uh, lower self with the aim of avoiding the mischief of shaitan. the one who will conquer his self will inshallah be able to conquer shaitan. the conquest of the self is not an easy task unless one forms a close contact with the awliya of allah ta'ala to be as a guide for them Close contact here means a relationship of love and respect, choosing a guide in accordance to one's temperament. Close contact also means acting upon the instructions of their sheikh, informing him of the spiritual state and consulting him for advice. In a couple of days' time, uh, a transformation starts to take place for the better. The sheikh must be uh, following the sharia in all of his actions, and ones whose uh, islah is made, uh, uh, uh whose islah itself was made by a a a sheikh himself. Uh, Mulana Akbar Ilaha Badi says uh, a verse which is then translated: "Neither from books nor preaching nor from wealth, Deen comes alive from the glances of the of of the righteous and of the awliya Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give us, uh, uh, you know, from this reality. I mean, this is a, this is the this masnavi itself is a fruit of, of you know. Uh, of, of this, you know, more than a thousand year tradition, which is the fruit of hundreds of thousands of years of human existence under the, the, the blessed shade and fable of Allah Ta'ala's revelation. And uh, as people, time goes closer and closer until the Yawm Al-Qiyamah and people move away uh, further and further from the remembrance of all things spiritual, much less Islam itself. Uh, when people move further and further away from the from the fitra the human nature then these things will start to sound more and more distant and fantastical but i promise you uh my my brothers and my sisters that uh the same reality that was there yesterday is the same reality that's there today and it's the same reality that's there tomorrow and uh you know people can say what they want and they can do what they want and they can scream and they can make fancy YouTube videos and news channels and TV and virtual reality and Facebook and all of these things in order to uh, try to convince you that the two plus two that equals four, uh, equaled four yesterday, you know, equals five today or will equal three uh, tomorrow. But uh, uh, all of it is nonsense. The thing that was true, um, the thing that was true is true and will ever be true because Allah is the Haqq and he is the truth and allah ta'ala doesn't change with time and al-haqqu la lahu the truth has no partner has no rival uh, and there's no idol that one can uh, set as worthy of worship in front of him jalla wa allah ta'ala give us uh, uh, tawfiq allah ta'ala give us tawfiq another beautiful lesson before you know uh, saying goodbye for tonight salam for tonight is uh, something that we mentioned from before which is that uh, love is a very interesting thing Use it wisely and use it responsibly uh, Because like in this story um, Just because a person Loves somebody and love is a wonderful thing And you know the Mulana Hakim Akhtar, He mentioned that the worldly people Can understand worldly love A person who can understand worldly love Which is a shadow of the divine love The, the metaphorical love which is a shadow Of the real love Perhaps Allah Ta'ala you know, gave them the experiences Of the worldly love so it can be a Stepping stone and a ladder uh, For them to understand what the real love is but the fact of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, that uh, you know, just because you love someone and there's khair in, in being in love, uh, doesn't mean that that person is, is good for you. Uh, or doesn't mean that that thing that you love is good for you. So be careful how you use your love, guard it and protect it, uh, only for, 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 uh, uh, for an object that's worthy. Uh, and the only object that's truly worthy of one's love is Allah. And then after that, all other loves, if they subsist through His love, then there'll be great khair in it even if there's pain and suffering involved in that love and uh, if it's not through him then it's all a complete waste of time allah ta'ala protect us all wa ta'ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa ajma'in